Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight, I want to focus on the law of love. So turn to Ephesians 4.1. And I'm going to read quite a bit here because this does have to do with what I talked about last week. Because how many of you know, we don't want to miss anything together. We want to go somewhere together. You can go places with God by yourself. You can. Absolutely. You can get in your closet. You can get in the presence of God. And it's amazing. He will meet you there. But there's places that we can go together that are awesome and powerful. And he wants us to do that. So let's read. I'm going to read quite a bit here, uh, starting in Ephesians 4.1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, Bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, By the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. I'm going to skip down a little bit more. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk. We're talking about a walk here tonight. We're talking about walking in love. No longer, because listen, everybody's doing a walk. Everybody's walking. He's saying, no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles. Walk in the futility of their mind. Having their understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness and greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him, have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. You put off concerning your former conduct. Put off the old man 
which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man. It's, a, it's more of that walk. Put on the new man, which is created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. And I'm almost done with not with the whole message. With this part. <laughs> Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. We belong together. We were put here together. We were called here together, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Whether you like your neighbor or not. So be angry. Be angry. But do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer. Because he will steal if you let him. If you make it easy for him. It's like leaving your car unlocked in a bad neighborhood. You just make it easy. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give him who has in need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Let me say it again. Do not. What grieves the Holy Spirit? Not walking in love. Not walking in unity. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. So before we jump into reasons why you cannot afford to break the law of love, let's look at what the law of love is. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Let's look at this first. And I mentioned this earlier. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and what? Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Next, look at Ephesians four seventeen and 19. I read this earlier. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. So there is a walk to be walked. You are on a walk. Why? Why did he say walk? Because it's something that you and only you have to choose to do. It's something that you do. You walk it out. Have you ever heard walk it off? Like kid gets hurt in sports and they're like, walk it off, kid. They're saying, quit focusing on it. Get up. Move on. Move forward. So you're, you have to learn how to do that. It is a walk. Walk in love. It didn't say, and listen, God, through the Holy Spirit, when, when these scriptures were written, he's so specific with words. Like, it's not an accident. Oh, I didn't mean to put walk in love. I meant to put feel in love. No. <laughs> he did not put that there on purpose. He did not say, 
and feel in love as Christ also has loved us. He didn't say be in love as Christ has loved us. He didn't say any of that. He said walk in love. He's saying do it. (laughs) Do it. Amen? So let's look at, I looked up the word walk in uh, Strong's, Strong's Greek explanation. And a couple of things that really stood out to me was it says to tread all around or be occupied with. And I thought, that's so good. We should be occupied with love. If you're walking in love, you're going to occupy yourself with it. And how are you going to occupy yourself with it? By focusing on the things that make you angry, that the person might or might not have done? No. Be occupied with love for that person. Be thinking of the good things. Focus on the right things. Amen? Be occupied with love. Let it be in your thoughts. Let it be in your intentions. Let it rise to the top. And and you have to do this with your mind. You have to do this. This is a part of meditation. So let love rule. And also, it's a commandment. So let's, let's, let's read the love chapter. Now, I remember when I first started coming to church. And I remember Leslie Morgan. Where is she at? Is she in here? I remember something was going on. I don't know. I was in my 20s, and she's like, well, just walk in love. And I'm like, what kind of an answer is that? <laughs> this feels terrible. And they were a big jerk. And I, like, literally, it was just like, What? I didn't understand it at all. So, and then she had told me, she's like, well, I read, I read 1 Corinthians 13, so everybody turn there. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, you know, she's, she's been at this way longer than I have. She is wise. <laughs> she's a wise woman of God. I need to listen to what she's saying. And I went and I read this chapter, and I'm like, well, let me just read it. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And for time's sake, I'll skip down a little lower. And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So I remember reading this and thinking, I'm still mad. (laughs) I still feel angry. (laughs) And I'm like, I honestly thought this is not helping me. (sighs) I didn't quite understand. So This is a part of walking it out. You need these scriptures. 
you need to, you need to read them to give yourself the strength to do it, not the feeling to do it. And there's a difference. You feed on these scriptures and they, they, they settle you and they ground you. You may not feel it at the moment, but they will. You will find the strength to do what you know you're supposed to do. And I'm not sa- I'm saying strength to do it. I'm not saying the feelings to do it. How many of y'all know big weightlifters? When like Olympic weightlifters, he's, you know, the dude that's about to get the gold. Is he just loving life at that moment? No, but he's got the strength to do it. He's doing it. And this will help keep you solid and grounded and give you the strength. It gives you the strength to walk it out. It gives you the strength also to keep your mouth shut when you know. Because <laughs> that, that's like danger city right there. You open that mouth and who knows what's going to come out. It can give you, for some of us, that's where we need the strength to just seal it shut. Amen? We've all been there. And so, well, the reason I'm laughing about the scriptures, because I remember her saying that, and she was 100% right. I just didn't get it at the time. Totally didn't get it. And have, how many of y'all, it's so funny, the Lord reminded me of this today. How many of you remember that old Mandy Moore movie, A Walk to Remember? You remember that movie? I love that movie, but I laugh because she's in the hospital, and... Her boyfriend, whatever he was at the time, he's there and she's like really sickly and she's like, read to me. And so he gets the Bible and he's like, okay. And so he starts reading and he's like, love never fails. And she, she lays her head back. Oh, no, 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 stay on. She lays her head back and she's like, hmm. She's got this look on her face, like someone just upped her morphine to, <laughs> to like super high levels, whatever that is in nurse terms. And I mean, she just, she's just eating it up and he's reading 1 Corinthians 13. He's reading the whole thing. He's just reading it to her. She's like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. And I'm like, I have never, <laughs> never felt that when I read this, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one. I do not <laughs> look like Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, because I, I, if I'm reading it, I'm probably just needing it at that moment, and I'm probably angry. <laughs> but it gives me the strength to do it, because that's where it matters. It's not your feelings. It's when you, you go with your feelings. That's where you get yourself in trouble, amen? So, two reasons why you cannot break, and I'm, I'll tell you what, there's a whole bunch. I'm keeping it short. Two reasons why you can't break the law of love. Number one, you break the, so we've already established what love is. You break the unity of the spirit and the one accord that we need in the body. And I talked a little bit about that last week. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 It said, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, that's us, joined and knit together, that's us, 
joined and knit by what every joint supplies. That's all of us. Every joint supplying according to the effective working by which every part, every part, every part from there all the way to there, every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. If you break that, it stops the flow. It can short-circuit what God is wanting to do, and it's never worth it. Never worth it. It messes up the overall plan. Listen, every service God has a plan here for us. There's a plan on Wednesday. There's a plan on Sunday morning. There is a mark to meet. God doesn't just say, well, let's see what they got. He has a plan. And listen, you want the flow and the power of God. You don't want anything stopping it. When you invite somebody that you care about and you love, you want everybody supplying their part, knit together, working, every joint working. How many's ever broken a part of their body? It stinks. You can't do everything that you're supposed to do for a while until it's fixed. We want every part working, bringing its supply, no matter what it is. And it's valuable. Everyone's is the same kind of valuable, gets the same kind of reward. Even if your part looks wildly different from, you know, the guy over there. You might be the two-talent guy. They might be the ten-talent guy. God's expecting more from. It doesn't matter. You're going to get the same reward. God's fair. He's faithful and he's fair. So your supply will be short-circuited or cut off. And let me just bring it real. Well, that, that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. You might come in and you can't even focus on the message because you're so mad somebody took your seat. Nobody here would do that. I know. We have great people. Nobody. Nobody would ever think that. Or you can't focus because you're still so, you know, upset with someone. Somebody didn't say hi to you. Or the pastor didn't say hi to you. Ooh, I didn't hear anything there. (laughs) And then you can't even focus on the message. Well, you're not bringing your supply. You can't. You can, show, you can short-circuit what God is wanting to do. Your attitude. Well, I'm not doing anything. Your attitude. When you come in and you're not receiving, it will short-circuit. It will show. Your little dispute with someone is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it is nothing worth missing the power of God. Amen. It's never worth it. And you sometimes you just have to remind yourself of that. It's not worth missing out on what God is wanting to do. Never, never, never. One thing I noticed at Winter Retreat, um, some of the most powerful, powerful Holy Ghost services that we had, what kind of 
came up out of it or it either spurred it or came up out of it was restoration in families and repentance and walking in love with one another. It was huge. It was in, you guys were there. It was an integral part. People think, well, Holy Ghost service is, well, everybody's joyful and running and laughing. We had a little bit of everything. But we had some amazing, like, tears flowing, repentance. People were coming up, and they're like, just, just releasing (laughs) like I know I haven't been where I'm supposed to be and I you know I I just asked God to forgive me and they wanted like everybody to know it was such a powerful flow and it's so important we need every part God God can take those moments and be so powerful but love love was integral in those moments, and I noticed that. It's so, so, so important. So another good example of this is uh, like a, a house. A house has to have electricity. Most houses, and maybe not all houses, don't even start with me after, don't. <laughs> most houses, I don't know, you know, about building houses. But most of you want electricity in your house. And you want all the wires and everything. It's very intricate. And when I think of the body of Christ, I think of all those wires. They're intricate, they're color-coded, and they meet and they make power available. You know, God has thought of everything. We are very intricate. We're different. That's why there's so many different churches. And God calls certain churches to do different things. And he's called us together to be knit together. And every part, think about the house. If you go cut one wire, it's going to show somewhere. You're going to miss out on something. Whether it's the light in your bathroom that you need to brush your teeth. Whether it's the light in your closet. Whether it's something that has to do with your fridge. You will notice Every single part is meant to be flowing together and functioning like it ought to. So it helps us when we recognize the gifts in the body and we value each other as members. Every joint supply means every member is important. No matter what their call is or what their supply is, remember they are valuable. Amen? So turn to Ephesians 5.17. Another way you break this one accord or unity is being unwise. Ephesians 5.17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. A consequence of not walking like God, walking it out like we said, and not walking in love is draining yourself, and then you can't bring your supply to the body. If you allow yourself to get drained, if you, God's saying get full, it means you can get drained. 
And you need to know that because it can sneak up on you. That's one of the devil's tactics, to sneak up and not be so obvious. Well, you don't always have to go to church. See, you skipped church, you know, a couple of times or, you, you know, you skipped your time with God. Did anything really happen to you? I mean, that was like the first argument in the garden to Eve. Did anything, is anything really going to happen? You can do it and get away with it. And then you get away with it and it becomes a habit. And then before you know it, you're drained. And you're like, where is God in my life? It's important we stay full. It's important we stay seeking after God. Amen? Number two, second reason you cannot break the law of love is it's simply not worth it to not walk in love. Choose to walk in love when you aren't getting an apology. You still have to walk in love. You may never get an apology from someone. Never. You might never hear it. You know what? Just choose right now. That don't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's never going to matter. I don't have to have an apology to treat someone right and valuable and walk in love. Choose love. Choose to walk it out because you don't know what that person went through during their day. Have mercy. You want mercy to you, have mercy to them. Choose love when it's hard, even when it's hard and inconvenient. And remember, God will work on your behalf. He is obligated to. Because you're doing it his way, and we're in covenant with him. He has to do his thing. You do what he says, he does what he says. He will work on that person on your behalf. Choose love so you won't walk away from the situation with this nasty little six-letter word. Does anybody know what it is? Regret. No one wants to have regret. It's bad enough if you're frustrated with someone (laughs) and you're dealing with walking in love. That can be frustrating enough. And you're like, I'm, I'm going to do what God says, and you're choosing to do it. And it can be hard. If you're expecting it to be easy, you know, you just need to know. It can be really hard. But you keep your eyes on the prize, and you do it. But that can, it can be hard enough. But when you unleash this to say things you know you shouldn't say, then you're going to heap regret on top of it. And it's awful. You don't want that. Amen? Amen. Nobody wants that. So the flow of the power of God to work on your behalf will continue and be exceedingly powerful when you keep it flowing by walking in love. So choosing to walk in love if you choose not to walk in love, there's always consequences, now or later, for yourself or for others, if you choose not to. And you can get in a habit of not walking in love, and then you find yourself like this guy. Turn to Matthew eighteen six, 
And this is where it gets really heavy. But I want truth. I want to know the truth. I want to know if I'm driving towards a bridge and the bridge is out. And it might be a a scary, awful thing to hear, but I want to know. (laughs) You want to know. Now listen, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all heard this. It's well documented. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. It's not okay to put stumbling blocks in front of someone else and expect them, well, you just need to walk in love. It's not okay. Ever. Ever. If you, listen, you're going to do things that are going to upset people just by being you. Everybody experiences that. And that is not the same thing. Okay? It is not the same thing. Because we're all different and people are going to rub against each other and get on each other's nerves. Not the same thing. If you know what you're doing and you know that it's upsetting someone and you continue in it, you're putting stumbling blocks in front of them. And then you're expecting them to be more spiritual than you. And that's not fair. It's not okay. Like I said, Matthew... Mark and Luke, you can find it in Mark 9.42 and Luke 17.1. They all talk about this. It's not okay. You can't say, I can treat you any way I want, and you just have to walk in love and take advantage of someone's Christianity. It's not okay. Amen? The next part, the next part after that, this part to me says... You know what? You're responsible to set yourself up to succeed. He says, if, and it, it, it sounds awful. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Cast it from you. It's better for you to enter into life maimed or lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two to be cast into hellfire. He's saying, set yourself up to be successful. If you know, you know you have a problem, you're going to run your mouth and you're going to do something and say something that's not in love, set yourself up to succeed. And one of those things is reading those scriptures that Leslie told me to read years ago. That will help you. You're setting yourself up. Get yourself in a habit of controlling your tongue. And a great way, a great way to learn how to control your tongue is to pray in tongues. It's an amazing way to learn how to control your tongue. Set yourself up. That's what he's telling you. You can do this. Walk it out and set yourself up to succeed. Amen? So how do you not break the law of love? I've talked about that a little bit already. Ephesians 5.12, 5, no, 5.1 and 2, it says, Therefore, 
Be imitators of God as dear children. Imitators and walk in love. Imitate God. It doesn't just happen or come out of you, but it is in you. And what, what I think of when I think of imitating is I think of a baby when a baby learns to walk. Now, do they have all the parts in them to walk when they're newborn? They do. They're born with everything that they need to be able to do it. It's so in them. But they learn it from watching their brothers and sisters and their mom and dad. It's modeled in front of them. And they, they want, it's in them to want to imitate mom and dad or brothers and sisters. And they see that and they, they end up following after and walking and doing, they do all the things that you do. And we're the same. It's in us, but like that baby, it's in them. But they have, they have to go to a point, obviously, where they can like support their head and all that stuff. But it's in them, but they have to actually get up and do it. And the same thing for us. It's in us, but it's something that we have to do. And God's not promising that imitating him is always going to feel real good. It's not always going to feel great. But the end result is something that you will have joy over. You will love seeing what it does, what it does to people when you do it God's way. You will love the end result. And it'll get easier and easier and easier. And that frustrating, hard part of, gosh, it's always so hard to walk in love with this person, that will begin to fade. The more you do it, the more it'll fade. I promise you. I'm telling you. I've been around the block a little bit, (laughs) and I've experienced it for myself. gets easier and easier and easier. And the last thing, pray for others. And now listen, I struggled with this too. Because people are like, well, if you're mad at someone, you need to pray for them. And I'm like, okay. So I go in my closet and I try to pray for that person. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like mad the whole time. And I'm like, this isn't working. It's not helping me. They're like, it'll totally help you. I'm like, it's not helping me. It's not helping me at all. I can't get in a flow of prayer at all, because I'm just so irritated with this person. Well, I discovered this, I wish I discovered this decades ago, but I discovered kind of a different way of doing it, because that, for me, at that moment, didn't work. I'm not saying it won't work for you, but it didn't work for me when I tried it. But I noticed, um, I was praying for the love of God for our teenagers next door, and just really hitting it hard that love would just prevail with that group, that it would prevail in the school. And, you know, we've seen teenagers come in, and they they come in and experience love that they've never experienced, a unity. They have fun with each other, and they're like, this is real. Like, I'm not getting punked. Like, this is real, and it's so mind-blowing. And I was praying that that would continue Always in our youth group, I was specifically praying for them. And I found 
out, like right, it, it was just like right around the corner, I had an opportunity to not walk in love. And I just, it was like I had God goggles on. Like instantly, that love of God, I saw a person totally different. I was like, wow, like this is actually easy. I mean, I was like, I literally, the, the, the feelings that I said that you're not going to have, I literally were having them just bubble up of love for this person. I was like, this is amazing. Where did that go? God is so faithful. So I hope tonight that I've given you some, I am like a practical person. So I hope I've given you some practical tools that you can use that will help you because this is rubber meets the road. This is every day. Every day you wake up, every time you go to work, you're going to deal with this. Every time you deal with family, you're going to deal with this. But God's telling you, you can do this. He supernaturally has a way for you to overcome this. Amen. He's so faithful. He's so good. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.